the Black Swan Media Studios, deep inside a secret underground bunker. We're speaking to freedom-loving patriots from all around the country and the world. Welcome to the resistance. This is John Crump, live. Live. <laughs> Rich, Rich, Rich just pops up. Thank you, guys. My name is John Crump. Um, I'm actually having two streams going right now. One is uh, Kyle Rittenhouse, and this is one with Rome Williams. Gorillas and Guns from the Richmond area is saying winning, winning, winning. And that is what he did. We are brought to you by Black Swan Tactical. Black Swan Tactical is a t-shirt shop. This is where you can get the Let's Go Brandon shirt and patches and everything else. Black Swan Tactical, your number one source for 2A streetwear. With shirts, mugs, hats, patches, flags, and more. There's always something to help you rep the 2A community. All proceeds go back into our projects. Viewers and listeners can take an additional 10% off with code CRUMPY. Unapologetically pro-gun, pro-liberty, and pro-freedom gear for the front lines of the culture war. And don't forget about Tusk. Tusk is the crypto. Proudly sponsored by TUSC, the only cryptocurrency designed with the firearms market in mind. With three-second processing times, it's the fastest cryptocurrency on the planet. On the planet. With lower transaction fees than traditional credit cards, it's perfect for your e-commerce needs. For gun guys, buy gun guys. Visit TUSC.network for more information and join the digital revolution. All right, guys. Um, we are broadcasting. I'm on both channels right now, so um, I would keep an eye on both. But uh, I'm going to be talking to Wren Williams over on my other stream. So head over there if you want to watch that or just stay here and watch this. All right, I got two streams going on. It's a big day. Uh, the written health trial is going on. But before, if you look what I do here, you can always sponsor the podcast by going to patreon.com slash John Crump. We're also broadcasting on the Flying Rich channel as well. So, yeah. How are you doing, Mr. Delegate? I am doing so well. I'm excited. Coming off a big high from winning last week. Felt like we won the Super Bowl. Dude, that was an absolute shellacking. Yeah, we we took the house. We took all three statewide uh, seats, and we're very excited to get to work and roll back a lot of this regulations that Democrats have put in place over the last four years. Yeah, there's one thing I wanted to ask you about, and I think you might find it interesting. Um, there is a law in Virginia, which is which makes voluntary uh like commitment a a offense that will ban you from owning a firearm so basically if you seek help you you lose your firearm rights and especially with veterans and stuff they seek help i i don't think that's right yeah i don't think it's right either it's tough to punish people and uh 
and then they not get the help that they need, we're supposed to uh, do the opposite, encourage people to get the help they need. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I'm going to be uh, talking to Nick Freitas and some other people about that. So I'll keep you informed about that because I, when I found out about it, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. The only reason yeah. I know that is because the state of Virginia marked 45,000 people accidentally as uh, 46,000 people as um, <laughs> prohibited people, <laughs> which is bad. Okay, uh, Gorillas and Guns wants to know the marijuana laws. Do you have any plans on rolling those back? Because he's talking about so how I it, it adds revenue. <laughs> it does. No, I haven't talked to anybody in the House uh, it, uh, caucus about stances on marijuana and things like that. That wasn't a lot of what we campaigned about. We were more focused on education, economic development, and uh, election integrity. And those were where I'm sort of focusing on. But that that discussion hasn't come up much and i'm sure it will over the next two months about what we'd like to do about that or the changes that need to be made or anything of that nature yeah one of the things that i find very very interesting is that they say that uh it is it was a racist win which i think is kind of funny yes all, all of the white supremacists especially uh winsome <laughs> well, well, well. Jason is uh, Hispanic, so two minorities. Yet it's a racist win. I don't get it. It doesn't matter. It's always racist if a Democrat doesn't win. I I had a somebody very close to me saying that because the same electoral districts that voted for Obama twice didn't vote for Hillary, it was racist. Yeah, dude. Like, I mean, I honestly don't get it. <laughs> so they voted for the minority twice, and not the white person, and that was racist. And and also the white person they didn't vote for, um, Herring admitted that uh, he 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 used to wear blackface. <laughs> well, it, did, did he know whether he wore the blackface or or wore the hood? Uh, you, you're thinking of Northam. Oh, Northam. Herring just came out. Yeah, I've worn blackface before. Yeah, I. In, in case anyone finds so. it. So, uh, went Ren. Big question: The night that you won, how big was your party? Oh, it was big. We had like 100 people there. We had pizzas and adult beverages, and we were having a good time. It was a lot of fun. Why wasn't I invited? Oh, I should have sent that invite out to you. I'm sorry. You want to come on down? <laughs> we we all know Crump doesn't leave his basement. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I would have had, had to participate via Zoom. Yeah, we should have done that next dude, time. Dude, pizza and adult beverages? I, I'm in Florida, but... That, that's a strong calling. Yeah, you, you, uh, how do I put you? Your election was a schlacking. Yes. Wait, wait. So, how much did you win by? How many points? Oh, I think it was what, 77% of the total vote went to me, which was amazing. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Oh, my. Yeah, it was uh... <laughs> 77%. Yeah, I mean, we, we actually. Saw... 
we started yeah. looking at some of the numbers and I actually got more votes than Yunkin did in my district, which means that I was picking up, you know, either people skipping over Yunkin or uh, picking up independents or Democrats. That so you're when when we talk white supremacist, you're like, that's right. you're just way up there. Red wave, of course. You're you're so white supremacist. You got seventy five percent of the votes, and and nobody other than whites voted for you because seventy five percent of Virginia's population is white, right? Yeah, that's it, right. That's right. It, it, it's it was it was a good night all around. We broadcasted until one o'clock in the morning, and 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 then I went and watched MSNBC because comedy. You know, it, it was hilarious <laughs> to watch them just like. Oh my gosh! It, it it was like taking toys away from little kids. It, it was so bad. It, like these people, it, and I'm I'm always shocked at how everything is racist. And and when Republicans win, we we don't talk about wow, look, you know, the a, a lieutenant, female lieutenant, uh, attorney, wait, lieutenant governor of color. We don't even talk about it. It's like rah, we we got to win. Mm-hmm. We're, we're not like oh look who's at a, us who, who's an immigrant right right i mean, we're, we're saying hey we won excellent you know conservatism won our values won we don't care about who they are what color they are what gender they are i, I just i i find it nuts that somehow i'm not a democrat i'm you know conservative i i would say but i you know i'm registered republican but somehow because i applaud a somebody conservative winning an office, I'm a racist. And I don't care who they look like, what they look like, what gender they are. But I'm the racist, and they're the ones pointing everybody else out and colors and everything. They're okay. Yeah. I mean, we spent a, a few thousand dollars in your race um, through text messaging and stuff like that. We concentrated a lot of our money in other places, because yes. we did internal polling, uh, we did we commissioned a poll to basically go out there and poll people, and we looked at Yuri's. We looked at Yuri's like, yeah, we're just gonna send text messages. <laughs> yes, no, that was <laughs> a wise guys. decision. That was a wise so, decision. And I just want to elaborate: the internal polling was so good. You you're like oh, this text message. Yeah, is yeah, good yeah. yeah. The, the, inter- the internal polling was basically said. Ray, did what? you have any idea it was going to be this big? Well, I knew that, or my goal was to get over 70%. That was really? my goal. Yeah, because just the numbers in the district, it can make that happen. Uh, but I blew it out with 77. So I'm very happy with that. Yeah, wow. I mean, I, I looked and uh, when I, when we saw the when we saw the polls, it was like, you know, he, he has it in the bag. One, so of, we my did. Biggest, one of my biggest focus this this go round was helping other races that were closer, but also trying to drive out voters for Yon- Governor Yonkin. Yeah, well, we figured we sent out text messages for you, and it was for you, and it was, hey, get out the support Ren. He's a great Second Amendment guy. He's a GOA support. But there was a side goal in that, too. Because if yeah. we get people off for you, they're going to vote for other program candidates. Yeah, mm-hmm. I love it. A lot of synergy, a lot of strategy this year. Yeah, uh, we we got. I, I'll tell you right now. Uh, I I just got the results back from all their ads and polling. Cause we spent a lot of money in Virginia, and uh, we 
we turned out a lot of damn people. Mm-hmm. That's the only way we won this thing. I mean, they had low turnout on the other side, and we drove it out across every portion of the state. Yeah, our, our, our YouTube video that we were running in pre-roll, uh, we had over a million people watch the whole thing. Wow. Like, usually, I mean, that's, you know, they can skip. And then we get the thing, okay, this is how many people followed, this is how many people watched the whole thing. It's like over a million people that chose to watch it. That's great. Which, uh, you know, I, I watch the other sides, but most people don't. Yeah, but yeah, uh, it was an amazing win, and I just want to congratulate you. I wanted to have you back on here because you know, I you were the first person that GOA endorsed. Yes, I was excited about that. <laughs> yeah, you were the so first I was happy to come back on. Yeah, you were the first person GOA endorsed, and uh. Yeah, it was like, hey, we're gonna endorse them, and you're patient. I was like, hey, we're we're, we're getting, we're gonna write the endorsement, but you know, yeah, we wrote we wrote the endorsements not in the order people were endorsed, but but in the order that people needed to be endorsed. That's right. I know what you mean. Um, so we got all the endorsements out, but it was, you know, in a in a, in a different way, and everyone that GOA endorsed won. That's awesome. So, but you know, Virginia was, do you, how much do you think it was due to education? Oh, I think that was number one. I saw somebody say that parents are their own special interest group at this point. Yeah. I mean, and, and they actually should be. Mm -hmm. See, when you said education, I thought you mean educating the voter. You meant school boards versus parents' education. Yeah, school boards, um, parental choice on um, different mm -hmm. schools. I know Youngkin has actually said, like, Virginia only has eight charter schools as compared to hundreds in other states. Oh, and so I, he, he wants to work on that, have the money follow the child and not the not the um, not the school system. Uh, he's got I, I think in Palm videos. Beach, we have eight charter schools. <laughs> get our, remember, the, the, the teachers union has been fighting against that. Well, because it breaks the old system of, you know, being lazy. You, you actually got to work your tail off. That, that's that's the whole thing. Uh, all yeah. the tenure, all of that, that goes away. There's a good documentary back in the system. There's a good documentary called Waiting for Superman, which is a great documentary. Well, the... I, I believe the, the Department of Education was started under Jimmy Carter, and I think at the time we were third in the world. You know, look, verify this, look it up, don't take my word for it. I believe we were third in the world in education, and now we're 20th. So, good job, mm -hmm. DOE. Yeah. You know, there's there's an absolute, complete waste of money that, that's really detrimental. Not, all, not only is it a waste of money, it's horrifically damaging. Oh, yeah. Well, it definitely is. It it definitely is. Um, but uh, do you think? Let's let's go to the top race. When McAuliffe said parents shouldn't have involvement in their child's education, I think that I think that was the point where I I looked back then um, and I said, "Uh oh, he's in trouble." 
I 100% agree with that. That was the last slip down a long slippery slope to failure. Yeah, that, that was equivalent of pulling the pin on the grenade and swallowing it. That was. And then it was interesting how he doubled down. And for about two weeks, his messaging was, no, they got my words wrong. And then later that he was just like, well, it is about parents and parents should be involved. I was like, too late. Sorry, bud. Yeah, it was like a it wasn't a Freudian slip, but it was kind of similar to one where you right. actually say exactly what you mean. <laughs> That's right. I don't know what the, right. What the right. term is. A more of a Tourette's death. type thing. More of a Tourette's. Yeah. Well, not Tourette's because Tourette's, you don't usually say what you mean. <laughs> but they, they said the quiet part out loud. Yes. Yeah. I, 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 know, I used to know a girl who had Tourette's like back in high school, and she would just yell at the N-word. Ooh. But she wasn't like... I mean, everyone was cool with it, like, because... Everyone knew she wasn't racist. Everyone understood. Right, right. But, but if she would have gone to like a different school or something, that might be. Yeah, right. Different, but like, uh, like the black people, they knew, you know, that she didn't mean it. Like the teacher, like everyone was. God, it, it is what it is. She's a sweet girl. But I, I, I'm just. So I, I think it's kind of funny, and it's cliche at this point because everybody's played it over and over again, that Kamala said, you know, this this is going to show what's going to happen in the rest of the country. This race, blah, blah, blah. It's like... She's trying to walk that back now. <laughs> she is. <laughs> I hadn't seen How her. do you walk that back? How do, I'm, I'm very shocked. I, I, what was it? I, I believe when Edison invented the phonograph, and you got to remember it also recorded, one of his friends like blew a freaking fit because now you could report, record people and you could hold them to their word. He <laughs> lost his mind. In you know right now we're different than we were in you know the eighties or or even the early nineties. Because you can go to YouTube and find anybody saying anything. You go on the internet and find a video of somebody saying fill in the blank, word for word. So, you can, I mean, you can hold up your phone. It's like, wait a second. Isn't that you? Didn't, didn't you? Isn't that a video of you saying those words? Mm-hmm. It, and how do, you, how do you walk it back? Yeah. So, so what's the first thing you're going to do? For us in the house, we're working on banning CRT. <laughs> Excellent. We're, we're working Amen. on extracting that socialism out of our uh, curriculum. Uh, Dick Glenn Youngkin has promised to do it day one, and, and he has the authority to do that over the Board of Education. And then we're going to follow up with my bill, and hopefully he'll be signing it by March. Excellent. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, there, there was a funny thing on the national level when they asked uh, – like if you watch the pundits on TV, the Democrat pundits say, "Oh, it's because the infrastructure bill didn't get passed." Mm-hmm. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Keep saying that. And it's just like, yeah, okay. Uh, I, I live in Virginia, and of the Democrats that I know that voted for Youngkin and the Republicans this time, you just had someone come take a look at you from behind you. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Uh, you know, I, I don't think any of them actually talked about the infrastructure bill not being passed. 
Well, Sean, don't don't people on the street, your neighbors like, yeah, that damn infrastructure bill. I wish it passed. Otherwise, but because it didn't pass, I, I didn't vote for Democrats. Is that's that you heard that walking down the street everywhere, right? In Virginia, that that was the big deal. Uh, the, we have a Wolverine. The salty Wolverine is in here. Six and Tyrannus, of course. A Virginia <laughs> motto. Yeah. Tanaka, he's from Virginia, I believe. I think, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't understand. It, I mean, are they, are they self delusional that they say, well, you know, we, we didn't pass that infrastructure bill. Uh, is that what they're getting in their own echo chamber, or do you think that's just we're going to say this? I have stopped trying to figure out what they're thinking <laughs> because every time I do, my brain hurts from their illogical unreasonableness. In, in the next idea I came up with is maybe they're saying that because they know, you know, there's a cliff, they're going over it. There is no question. So they're going to put the foot on the throttle on this infrastructure bill and try and, you know, get as much out of it as they can. I have heard that same theory is that when Democrats do have control, they try to uh, drive through large initiatives, no matter the cost. They get it through, right, that's right. passed, and then right. they lose for another decade. Right. So, that and, is and realistically, the, this infrastructure bill, I mean, I mean, there there are many things in it that are catastrophic. It, and things uh, about changing how we do voting in the Constitution, it says the states will arrange the elections and they're going to pass this law saying that the elections are going to be federally run when realistically to do that, you would need a constitutional amendment. Mm -hmm. I anticipate a lot of challenges to a lot of uh, changing laws over the next two years before the 2024 election. Yeah, um, I, I do. Uh, do you think that we're going to get the Senate back, the Virginia Senate back in 23? Uh, good possibility. We're very close right now. It's only uh, two members difference, and we just picked up the tiebreaker. Or is it just one different right now? It's it's one different, and we broke up the tiebreaker. So it's one different. Pick we up. Picked up, so that's very close. And I understand that it's going to really depend on these redistricting maps and some open Senate seats are going to, um, and then some of these senators are going to get drawn in together. So we're going to see some change up in 2023. So we just need to be prepared and run run hard for it. Yeah, and I I I I, I like the chances. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would like to see. I would like you to ask me that question after midterms 2022. Yeah, I I, I definitely will. Yeah, I, I definitely will. So, here's the question. How long did you stay up on victory night? Oh, I was up until about 2, 3 in the morning. Um, I was so glad that, like, we had some resolution on election night, like the good old days. You know, it wasn't like, you know, three mm -hmm. weeks of, ah, maybe we're going to count these hanging chads. We didn't have any of that. So, I was really excited to get some clear victory on election night. Yeah. Yeah, it 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 was a good night. We were on until about two o'clock in the morning, right, Rich? 
Yeah, yeah. And I had to get up early the next morning too. So what will 2022 lobby day be like? Uh, very, very exciting. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we came back. Uh, mm-hmm. You know. So when, when are you actually installed in office? When, when is that January uh, 12th is the first. It's like the second Wednesday of January is the role. And then so that's like January 12th. And we all get sworn in at the same time. And Youngkin and the top ticket gets um, inauguration days, January 15th. So, John, are you going to be out there lobby day? Uh, I will. I think um, I'm going to be in Vegas. <laughs> You're going to be in Vegas? Because <sighs> I was wanting to go to lobby day. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I think I'm supposed to be in Vegas. Uh, I think they need me out there. <laughs> oh, you're the booth bunny. Yeah, I gotta honestly. They they're writing a bio up for me, and I gotta get pictures and everything else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you got a couple nice pictures out there, you know, press pictures. Yeah, yeah, I know. But, hey, uh, we we I, got dark out there. So, all right, I if if dark goes to lobby day in 2022, I'll, I'll go with dark. All right, that works for me. Well, I'll be there. Y'all stop by. <laughs> yeah, dark is uh oh, gorillas and guns, right? Yeah, uh, gorillas and guns. Okay, I'm gonna let you guys in a little secret. Really? I might have a deputy state director. Really? Soon. And who would that be? Gorillas and guns. <laughs> He's close to Richmond. There mm-hmm. you go. Well, it's more than just he's close to Richmond, but yeah, it's not just geography. What's that? It's not just geography. It's not just geography, but that does help. Armitage might be a lobby day too. Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it. <laughs> <laughs> what are you laughing at? I was uh, laughing at Dark uh, I, I don't know if Ren knows, but I, I 3D printed a Glock Bullpup. Oh, very cool. So it, that, like, feeds, feeds I, I didn't design it. Other people did, but uh, I'm, I'm like the monkey that pressed print on the keyboard. But uh, <laughs> this is a failed portion of, you know, oh, one. Wow. But yeah. And I, I wish I could show it to you. It's cool. Yeah, yeah YouTube would end the stream if we touch a firearm. That's Immediately. Right. So That's I right. heard you're on vacation. I am on vacation. I took this week off. It was oh. the first vacation I'd had since last year. <laughs> and so I uh, just enjoyed myself and rejuvenating. And we've got some work to do this weekend in Richmond. So I'll be up in Richmond this weekend. Cool. Yeah. Um, that 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 is uh, really cool. Um, where are you vacationing at? Uh, it's Baldhead Island. It's the Outer Banks of North Carolina, right oh, near, okay. like right near Cape Fear, right, right at the very point of North Carolina. So not a staycation. Not a staycation. No, we actually packed up the dogs and and traveled. But I've been taking phone calls and interviews and different things like that. No problem. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, cool. I, I bet you have. Uh, so we knew you were going to win. I mean, that was obvious. 
you're running against like a communist. <laughs> Fact. In a deep red area. <laughs> we knew you were going to win. Um, have anybody else in the House of Delegates reached out to you? Oh, yeah. We've all been talking together. Uh, you know, some of my good friends that I've made over the last couple of weeks are Jason Ballard and Kim Taylor, who was a surprising upset. Um, she she was so close that they I think they had to do a recount. But she was confirmed to have won. She was the sixth seat who pushed us over into the majority. And so uh, very exciting to have all that. And and we have all spoken. Um, I'm sure you guys have seen that Todd Gilbert and um, uh, Terry Kilgore have decided to sort of endorse one another for speaker and for majority leader. So that was a that was a I don't I don't want to call it. A crisis averted but ultimately that sort of put the pieces in order uh for leadership so we can get started in planning caucus agenda it's going to be so good that we're not going to really have to worry we always have to worry but we don't have to worry as much about anti-gun bills right as in years past this one's going to be more like what can we repeal that the democratic senate will still go with us on so we'll have to find some democratic senators to at least one and flip them yeah well there's four that i i think can be flipped on certain issues not all on the same issue but on right there's four that seem reasonable Mm -hmm. and and you probably already know the four i'm talking about Mm -hmm. yeah most of the um state police and sheriff's associations they have some friendly uh, Democratic senators that they like to help stop some of these things or or help with things. So I anticipate us being able to go to them. Yeah, I'm not going to give out who, who those people are, but yeah, I'm just so proud of you, man. It's like having a kid that, that... <laughs> no, just joking. <laughs> That's funny. Just, just joking. We, we really, really look forward to working, to working with you, um, and that's one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on there as soon as humanly possible. Um, I know Nick Freitas is going to be great to work with. Uh, David Larocque, I've spoken to him um, the the day after, um, and uh, Mike Mike Cherry is another guy we endorse. Yeah. I went up to Mike Cherry's race and helped knock on doors. He's a great guy. And that district felt like he could pull it out when we were knocking. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I agree. Mike Cherry was the one we really put a lot of money and effort into. Well, we needed to hold that seat. That was the former Kirk Cox seat for 30 years. So it was good to hold that seat. Yeah. And Democrats thought it could be flipped. Mm-hmm. So. We had to prevent that. Then we went on the attack a little bit, which which is good. There was a few that I wish we, we could have taken, but we got close. Yeah. Well, we only needed six. We picked up seven, so I'll take it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we, so we have one, uh, you know, one extra one just to <laughs> as a little... As a little, uh, you know, I don't know you would, what what would you call it, Rich? The safety, L- yeah. safety net. Yes. Yeah, 
in case somebody's deathly ill and at home and can't vote, we at least got one more. Yeah, yeah, that that is definitely true. So uh, we know Winston Sears is uh, pro gun. Uh, we know that uh, Jason Yaris is pro gun. Uh, Youngkin, um, behind the scenes, he says he's pro gun, but he wouldn't answer anybody's surveys. But he wouldn't answer anyone's surveys pro, you know, gun surveys or whatnot. Uh, have you had any interaction with him? Yes. Yeah. Uh, I, as far as guns and Glenn's stance on that, I think he is. Um, pro second amendment i'm just interested to see how pro second amendment he is like where he falls down on some of these uh red flag laws and different things like that that some people who are considered more moderate think like a gun registry is acceptable yeah which which is that's why i think that's why i think we're gonna have to work together as house leadership to make sure that we're um pushing back but also making sure that we're delivering something that the governor is actually going to sign. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, out of all the gun laws that were passed, what do you think is the one that you can get uh, pushed back? Maybe the um, the one handgun a month um, one. That one seems sort of arbitrary. Um, I think that can be taken care of in the courts. Because Mieras, all he has to do is default on the case and to say, hey, we're not going to defend the case. Yeah, that's true. Now you're thinking ahead, very strategic. Yeah, <laughs> and also universal background checks there for a lawsuit, and you can just choose not to defend against it. Mm -hmm. Anything else besides those two? Preemption, um, maybe. Which one? Preemption. Um, that's just something I'm not completely aware of as far as uh, – that particular issue I, it was it was something that uh that i was asked about and and I wasn't familiar with it last year either yeah preemption is the big one that means that the local the, like the local towns and everything can make their okay. own laws so that that is something that i really hate i didn't know that that was the word preemption that goes with it but those gun laws are really causing the big problems in the commonwealth and this patchwork of gun laws and where you can carry and where you can't carry. It's very, I, I don't like it at all. I would love for it to be um, repealed and make the state the one who decides for the whole state. But you guys know that I would like to see like a constitutional carry for both Virginia and like national reciprocity. Mm -hmm. um, so mm -hmm. That when you're driving through states, you can't end up being a felon just because you pass right. through New Jersey. Yeah, that would be yeah. very, very good. Uh, national reciprocity would be good. And hopefully uh, we will make, with the Supreme Court, we'll decide to make uh, every state shall issue. Mm -hmm. Right. So Florida, we actually have preemption. But what I didn't realize is uh, I think it's Alachua County where Gainesville is, where they recently had a buyback. Um they have some stricter laws, not having to do with uh, carry. You know, my right to carry is the same in every county in Florida. But apparently waiting periods and like we South Florida Fairgrounds, in fact, this weekend in West Palm Beach, there's a gun show. But uh, there are no gun shows in Alachua County at any uh, public property. There's no sale of firearms. 
So they, they have two things that make them a little stricter. Uh, I wouldn't exactly say, you know, it's kind of gray area on, uh, you know, infringing on uh, the Florida state laws, but that's, you know, regulating within their county. And those are things that I, could you imagine, you know, you're driving through, and I, I guess Philadelphia is one of those examples where in Florida, like my, um, my CCW is uh, reciprocal in Pennsylvania, but I don't believe in Philadelphia. You know, I don't believe you can carry within the city limits. Mm-hmm. And, and that, that just, I, I just think it's bad policy all the way around. It makes somebody unintentionally potentially a felon. Mm-hmm. And I've you know, seen that you, cases happen. Yeah, you have all good intentions, so then boom, next thing you know, you're you're breaking the law. Which one, one of the things I, I always mention it with John. John always knows the answer to this one. Um, I think a flight was diverted. Like I, I fly with firearms frequently, and a flight was diverted. They landed in Newark, which is mm. Newark, New Jersey, anti-gun, and the guy goes over to like a Port Authority cop and says, hey, that's my bag on the carousel there. And I have a safe in my bag, a travel safe, and my pistol's in that. Cop's like, yeah, go get it. And then they arrested him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he got, he, they eventually dropped the charges, but it took a while and they really didn't want to drop them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did he ever get his gun back? Uh, I That I don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, but it's so frustrating. You know, I do some criminal defense work, and it's so frustrating to have to wait through all of that, you know, and it's already in the newspaper, and you've already had to pay for a lawyer. And then, right. yeah, okay, it got dropped, so you did nothing wrong, but the stain is still there. Right. Where do you go to get your reputation back? Right. Yeah, I mean, that's one of the things that always sucks, you know. Um, yeah, you, and, you may not have been prosecuted, but it's still going to cost you time and money, whether you're taking you know, time off from work, you, you paid to hire a lawyer, and, and you may walk, uh, you, know, you may be acquitted, but it, it still costs you resources. And, and the process, in that case, the process is the penalty. Mm. Yeah, it, 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 <laughs> I mean, it, that's the whole thing. Um, it's not... It's it's not a uh, it's not good that there's different gun laws across the country because you can violate a gun law without even realizing it just by right. driving. Mm-hmm. For sure, I, I know the Democrats always like to say borders are imaginary, so, <laughs> except when you have a firearm. Correct, yes. Except when you have a firearm, then the, the, then they talk about borders a lot, right? Yeah, it's like what happened to the whole imaginary thing. It's just not. It's it's not kosher to do that. Okay, so you start uh, in January. You're That's right. raring to go, right? You can be in Richmond. The first day you're you're you you are there. How nervous are you going to be? Because oh, I would be I freaking freaking. Be out. It's going to be like. Like syllabus day, you know, go through and tell you this and that. No, I will tell you that I have several trainings coming up 
in December before I even hit the ground running in January. So, uh, you know, should should have be already have my sea legs. I would hope so. <laughs> I hope so, because I would be very, very nervous. Really, John? I, I wouldn't expect that of you. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I would be so nervous. See, I, I would think John would be the guy saying the other people need to be nervous. No, no, yeah. I'd be nervous. Yeah. I mean, I'd still do stuff. I, I wouldn't let people push me around or anything. Yeah. But, yeah. Have the leadership reached out to you at all? Oh, yeah. I've spoken to all of those guys in the House Caucus. And, you know, we've pleasantries, congratulations, you know, let's get to work. I think what most of us are mainly interested in now is what committee assignments we'll have. You know, where where are we going to be spending most of our, our time? When do you find out about that? Probably two, three weeks from now. And that's a house leadership decision. Any, now, do you say, hey, I have some expertise in this area? Or, sorry, John. Yeah, so, for example, I, I told you guys that I'm a lawyer, and there's one called courts, and it's a, it's a committee for, you know, laws and courts and criminal and judges and things like that. That's really inside my wheelhouse. You know, there's also one called, like, commerce and labor. That's not necessarily in my wheelhouse. So, you know, I would prefer to stick to something that I am already up to speed on. That would just mm -hmm. seem mm -hmm. easier. Now, now, after this, do you have any plans of seeking any higher office? I want to do this job for as long as necessary, slash no more than about eight years, um, because I feel like a lot of times you'll, you'll sort of cap out with your productivity after about eight years is what I've seen. Um, so that's, that's what, that's my plan right now. What do you, uh, learn to crawl before you walk? No, I now, was that a two year term or a four year term? Two year terms. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, uh, the next, uh, election will be, um, two years from now. Mm -hmm. And that's going to be a big election. Yep. Now, there is going to be some redistricting and retirements and things like that. So let's just say if Bill Stanley was interested in retiring, that Senate seat becomes available. You know, we'll see who in my locality was interested in it, like Danny Marshall or Les Adams or Frank Ruff or, well, Frank Ruff is a senator. But my point is there's there's different folks. And if there is no need or if nobody's there, then obviously I would be willing to take that up for our side. Yeah, I mean, I can say I think you would make a good senator. <laughs> you need to become president so I can say, "Hey, man, I'm gonna go down the White House. I'm, I'm, gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna drop by. I got a pizza. That's let's funny. chill." Wait a second, John. You mean you don't know the former president? The, you mean the former vice president? No, the former president, meaning uh, Donald Trump. I, there, there's somebody you don't know, and you don't have any Rolodex. Uh, my sister is friends with Donald Trump Jr. Does that count? <laughs> That's it's like the, the one degree of separation of John Crump. That's right. That's right. I, uh, I'm, I, I know one of Trump's lawyers also. I don't know if that counts. You're actually still doing stuff up there in Wisconsin, which is pretty cool. 
Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, I, I can get a message to him if you want, Rich. <laughs> okay. Thanks. My, my wife's a bigger fan than I am, believe it or not. And I'm a pretty big fan. Yeah. I don't know if he's going to respond. I've never really <laughs> talked to him. I do, hate they, I do hate they kicked him off Twitter. I sure would have loved <sighs> Twitter, like post-election Twitter, Trump. Oh, my gosh. I just – so I – maybe I have an under overinflated view of my intellect. And when Trump tweeted in the beginning, I was like, oh, God. Oh, God. You know, I, I was like – it. I felt it wasn't good. And then when I saw the reaction that he got, I'm like, tweet again. Do it again. That's right. Do it again. I'm like, this is brilliant. Doesn't matter what he says. I'm like, it's brilliant. As long as the liberals' heads are exploding, and as long as the news cycle is all about his last tweet and not about what him, his cabinet, is doing. That's right. That's brilliant. He could, like, with a tweet, change an entire news cycle. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Just like, oh, don't want to talk about the border? Call the Pope a name. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, it, it, what, what I liked about it is he's the only president. My sister is not involved in GOA. Um, he's the only president that in the history of the United States that you can go pick a fight with on Twitter and get in an argument with the, with the most powerful man in, in the world. <laughs> <laughs> on Twitter, and you could be like, in, just like some random bi- dude, some rando. Basement. Yeah, you could be some rando, like some thirteen-year-old kid, and be arguing with the most powerful man in the world. <laughs> on Twitter. Oh yeah, I, I, I actually, I'll come clean. I, I actually was, you know, big proponent of Ted Cruz, and I, I remember at one of our Tea Party meetings, uh, a couple got up and talked about Trump and how great, and I'm like, oh gosh, you know, I'm from New York. So Mm -hmm. I knew all of the crazy stuff. Like he was always in the media for something, you know, maybe not nationally, but certainly on all the New York TV shows and newspapers and stuff like that. And I'm like, oh gosh, not that guy. Because it it didn't seem, I never realized how smart he was. Let let me me put it that way. Um, It just seemed like dumb stuff was going on and had his name attached to it. But I, I really have bad respect for him. I, I think he's brilliant. Um, I, I just, the, if, if I was going to be critical of Trump, the things that I'm not happy about, of course, you know, two way issues. But the other thing was um, he never had a good budget. And I, I was really hoping that he would get the budget under control. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't know all about that, um, but the, the, I, there's a lot I didn't like about Trump. Let me just put it that way. Uh, the two A stuff is massive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, the budget thing is another, is another thing. Uh, his views on um, like due process, and a little bit of other stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I uh, but he was a hell of a lot better than than Hillary Clinton or Joe Biden. I think we're seeing that he was a hell of a lot better than Joe Biden. Wow, I don't know if you saw. 
uh, Mark Dice did a man on the street thing yesterday and, you know, it aired yesterday on YouTube and people in, I guess it's Santa Monica is where he typically does the interviews on the street. And people were like, I didn't vote for Biden. You know, and they're, you know, we're normally, if you said anything Democrat in right. Santa Monica on the boardwalk there, they'd be like, heck yeah. You know, but people were like, I didn't vote for him and I don't think he's going to get reelected. I don't think he's going to live long enough to get reelected. I was, I was like, even California's getting it. Wow. So it's, I, I think, I, I have never seen anything like the, you know, let's go Brandon stuff going on. I'm right. This is, and not, not that I was buying gas when Carter was president, but I, I do remember that. Mm -hmm. I, I do remember all the stuff going on. My, my family's always been very political and uh, my, my parents, both my parents voted for Carter, which, you know, was not typical of them. That, that was something that, but they had such high hopes that he was a good guy and he, he appeared to be, let, let's just say that. Yeah. Carter, this was not a good president. Well, my favorite story about Carter is um, in, in a lot of these politicians, I see this all the time in Democrats, they'll make up some fantastic lie and then they'll get caught in it. Like Hillary Clinton said, all of her grandparents were fresh off the boat immigrants. And none of that was true. Carter actually carried onto Marine One his own suitcase. It was empty. It was just for show. It's like, dude, serious? Why do you, why was it necessary to make that lie? You know, just like Biden saying he was an A student, top of the class, uh, got a wasn't. scholarship, and none of that was true. Yeah, I don't know if you saw that, but he was like middle of the pack, I guess. He was never too good of a student, I guess. He was like a no, student. Not, not at all. But the, I don't understand why these Democrats have to throw out these lies that are so easily proven wrong, and, and there's like no reason for fire. Oh, gosh, yeah. Right? Yeah, Hillary had to, you know, they corkscrewed in uh, to a landing. At, I don't know, was it Bagram or something like that? Bagram, they do corkscrew in on a landing. And, and John knows. Yeah, I do. <laughs> and... Uh, so, yeah, and but, then but the video comes. I mean, it, it, where you land out of Bagram, if there was a sniper, that was a long way away. But no, that was, she was talking about in Yugoslavia. Yugoslavia? That's where and, she and, got. The and then they have Yugoslavia. video of like little girls presenting her flowers, bouquets that they handpicked, and, and a whole, you know, ceremony greeting ceremony it's like you mean that that's where the snipers were is that where <laughs> and the story kept changing and evolving and it's like really why did you need to say that why you don't and again like like i said earlier now now that there's video and maybe hillary has just been involved in politics you know pre-internet pre-youtube where she could get away with crap because a video wasn't easily searchable uh but yeah now or my favorite Hillary is like, you mean with a cloth? Yeah. <laughs> no, bleach bit. It was called bleach bit. Yeah. 
Aegis is out there. He says Bosnia. Yeah, the former Yugoslavia is uh, part of Bosnia. Is part of the former Yugoslavia. Bosnia, uh, uh, Herzegovina, uh, Croatia, Serbia, Moldova. You know, all of you used to make up the whole, uh, yeah, the whole Balkans, all the Balkans. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I like Croatia. I don't know if you've ever been there, but you should go. I've, I've never been out of Palm Beach. What are you talking about, John? Okay. Well, Croatia is nice. Right on the Adriatic Sea. It's beautiful. Interesting Better than thing. the Atlantic off Palm Beach here? Yeah. Interesting <laughs> thing is you can tell which, which, which house got blown up during the war because the different color roof. Oh, they have two is... different shades of orange. Yeah. Yeah. Is that barrel tile for yeah, the roofs? Yeah. 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 Rhodesia. Actually, uh, one of my mentors, uh, Colonel Brown, fought in Rhodesia as a mercenary. Robert K. Brown. I would have him on the show, but he can't hear. So, might be a little bit of issue. <laughs> Robert K. Brown. He can't hear. Oh, he fell for that. Okay. Ren got it immediately. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. What are you talking about, Rich? Nothing. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't get it. <laughs> All right, Rich. Uh, I just don't get it. That's funny. Just, just humor him, Ren. <laughs> Ren got it. He's smart. He's a lawyer. Got what? Mm-hmm. So if you. <laughs> well, he's gone. <laughs> I was like, oh, he's gone. <laughs> nah, yeah. How does that happen? Ren, have you been watching the Rittenhouse trial? No, I haven't. I haven't. Really? Been, wow. I've been sort of unplugged this week, just relaxing. Okay. Really yeah. Well, you, you can watch the video. Like, John's been streaming it. Today, I... I it, did see it the just... clip. I did see the clip where he, he was like, and this, and you held your gun out. And then you pointed it at him and you progressed at him forward. And the guy goes, correct. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, no, no, I had my hands up and my gun wasn't in my hand. So you mean that frame right there where you have the gun in your right hand and pointing it at Kyle's head? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So Yeah. uh, The the defense lawyer got the judge got so pissed off at him today. Dude, I, I I had to pull my earbuds out. He was he, yelling so loud. It, it, said, you you are a lawyer. You should know. Kind of like violating a bunch of rules. And uh, the judge like said, "We're not going to allow this to be admissible." And he brought it up anyway. And he's like, "Oh, I thought you. I thought you might have. You might have changed your mind." And the judge is like, "Did I tell you I changed my mind?" It's like. <laughs> I thought you left the door open for that. I've worked with you before, and it's like this guy, I, the judge. I, I think one of two things. One, he's trying to cause the judge a heart attack. And two, <laughs> I think he's intentionally trying to get a mistrial because this trial has gone so bad for the prosecution. Yeah, because the judge said you are, what do you say, you are grossly close to causing a mistrial. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
And, and I think he closed. He said, you know, I, this happens again. I'm going to consider the motion for mistrial. Yeah, he, he didn't dismiss the motion. Right. He's going to hold, hold it under consideration. And but yeah. but even even after all of all of those admonishments by the judge, the, the prosecutor kept going at it. And I'm like, dude, really? You know, he you, you knew the judge wasn't happy about anything after it wasn't like he changed his behavior. The prosecutor did not change his behavior and uh, be more compliant with the court. He it definitely seemed like he was still on the same path. Yeah, he so was like, what have you... Prosecutor. What's that? Overzealous prosecutor trying to make a name for himself in a national case? Yeah, well, a lot of times he's like, well, why, why did you choose to uh, request an attorney or something like that? <laughs> the judge like... When you tell your client... <laughs> why did you choose... What, no, what he said, why did you choose to end questioning... Well, I, I thought it was great. He kept asking about his AR-15. It's like, well, why didn't you put it down there? It's like, oh, you mean leave it in the street for anybody else to pick up? Hmm, right. that might be a dumb idea. Mm -hmm. And I believe there's some criminal codes about recklessly laying around a firearm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I think I would say, would you advise me to take my AR-15 off and lay it on the ground in the middle of a riot? Is that what you're telling me would be advisable? It's like, uh, what, do you, what do you say? Uh, it was. So when Mr. When Mr. Hubert tried to take your firearm, did he say he was going to try to, he was going oh. to, he was going to hurt you with it? Do you know, how do you know that he was going to take it and hurt you with it? Like somebody's trying to take my gun. Yeah. I'm going to assume that they're going to try to use it on me. The guy that was running after you and chasing you tries to take your gun. And but he didn't say he was going to do anything bad with it. It's like, well, he, well earlier on in the, in the evening, he might have said, "I was going to find you if I find you alone, I'm going to kill you." But cut your he heart out, yeah, yeah. He didn't say it at the time. He was actually trying to take your gun away from you. What? Right, right. Should I, I have given him the gun and then waited for him to ask nicely? Yeah, it's like, oh, you want to check it out? Hold on, let me take the sling off. Here you go. Oh, I, I think I probably would have started dishing it at that at the uh, prosecutor. It's like, you think I should have gave it to him? Hand it to him? What do you think he would have done with it after I gave it to him? <laughs> prosecutor would be like, I asked the questions. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, anytime he asked the question, like, and he got the answer he didn't, he didn't want, he would say, you misunderstood the question. This is what I'm asking. And ask the same question over and over again. And the judge kept on telling where are you going with it? Why are right. you asking the same question? He answered your question. <laughs> Move on. Yeah. And, and he went over, you know, hollow points versus FMJs. And uh, I, I was kind of surprised at that. I, I don't look, some hollow points expand, some hollow points don't expand as well, some hollow points of the same brand that expand in one case may not expand in another case. Uh, Dark, Dark seemed to think that um, by having an AR with FMJ that he might say he was endangering other people because it would have passed, potentially passed through the victim and injured somebody else. Yeah, yeah. 
All right, well, we've been on for an hour. So. <laughs> <laughs> I got a, I got a Cub Scout meeting tonight. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Hollow points explode. Oh, that was that was the other good one. <laughs> the yes. judge was like, uh, "You mean expand?" He was like, "There are there is exploding ammo, but that's not hollow points." <laughs> right. <laughs> But yeah, yeah. Ugh. All right, uh, Ren. Congratulations. Thank you, guys. And yeah. and if they are, if if you guys are in Richmond, uh, January, February, March, and we're in session, I'd love to see some of you all. Oh, uh, you'll, oh, you'll, you'll, you'll definitely see me. <laughs> Good. Well, thank you so much for uh, coming on, and once again, congratulations. Thank you, guys. Thanks for having me. All right, Thanks, bye, Ren. And Rich, thank you for coming on. Uh, give out your Heck plugs. Yeah. And oh, uh, my plugs! I got plugs. I'm still. Uh, so flyingrich.com, YouTube.com/slash/flyingrich, Instagram. I'm flyingrich underscore official. Yeah, and I found out I can run two streamers at the same time. <laughs> We're still streaming, or you're still? No, no, no it's, it's 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 over. Yeah, it's, it's over. I, I killed the other stream already. Oh, okay. I was going back and forth. All right. But Multitasking. Yeah, uh, yeah, I will probably be live streaming again tomorrow. Hopefully, <laughs> I don't know. Okay, doke. And Crumpy, I'm off tomorrow. It's Veterans Day, so if you if we're doing a five o'clock, uh, are we doing the Turkish drinking game? Uh, yeah, depending on the the trial. Okay, ready, man. But all right, thank you so much, man. Good night, guys. Good night. Oh, channel. What channel? You oh, give a ch darn! How can I not do this? Mavericks Arcade is for me. You can uh, support me at Patreon, patreon.com slash John Crump. Check out John Crump News and uh, Mavericks Arcade on YouTube. Good friend of the show, channel. Good gun guy. And he does video games. So, really cool. Okay. I, I'm going to do Santee TV. All right. There you go. Rich, who doesn't mute his phone. Nobody calls me. Oh, obviously, you're going to need some text messages. Dark's going to call you now. Let me end the stream before. All right, guys. Wolverine. I got to leave on my own? I don't know how to do that now.